You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you feel like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay authenticity guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jared, are you nervous? No. You've met Rob before, right? Or something yeah. like that? Hey, man. How you doing, brother? How are you? I'm good. This is Dean and Kaylin. Hey, Rob. Hello. Nice to meet you. Big fan. I'm, I pause. I'm just pulling it together. I, uh, I am normally a person that wakes up at like, you know, 8.30 or 9 o'clock in the morning. But uh, last night we played in Birmingham and I had a friend on my bus, like an old friend that I haven't seen in a very long time. And things got silly. Oh, no. <laughs> You're burning so, the midnight oil. Yeah, so I apologize, um, but it's good to see you. Do not apologize. All right, so we're going to bring you into the podcast right now. Help! We suck at being newlyweds. With Dean Ungler. Halen Miller-Keys. And Jared Haven. An iHeartRadio podcast. All right, welcome back to Help. Uh, we suck at being newlyweds. Uh, Dean, Kaylin, myself here. And we have a very special guest. I mean, this man just really needs no introduction. Uh, if you know anything about me, you know I've been a big fan of this musician and his band and his solo career for a very long time. The man, the myth, the legend, who's currently on tour. So thank you so much for taking the time to be on here, Rob Thomas. Rob, how you doing, buddy? Thank you, man. Dude, first off, it's very good to see you. You know I love you very much. Um, I want to ask a question, though, and, and, I, and I apologize for my ignorance. Um, you, Jared, do not suck at being a newlywed. You are killing it. You're crushing this. Um, are you, do you guys also, is, is that the thing that you guys think you suck at being newlyweds? And are you newlyweds? I want to, I want to, I want to upend this whole thing right now. I want to, <laughs> I want to upend this sham of a podcast right now. Uh, who's interviewing who here? We're not married yet, but we know the second we get married, we're going to be really sucky at it. So we're just kind of getting ahead of the ball here. Are you guys getting married? Yeah, we're getting married in September. Wow. The fact yeah. that. Because you're not in the same room is not great. It's not. It's we not were, a good sign. Yeah, we were we were yesterday. I'm climbing all the mountains in Colorado. I just got off of one. I'm in the back of my truck. Um, so that's kind of why. You know, you were apologizing I, for it. First off, that is very cool. I, th- I think right off the bat, I think it's very cool that Kaylin uh, is cool with the fact that, they, you know, letting you do your thing and what you need to do. That's important. That's a very cool thing. So I guess we solved all the problems. I'll see you guys later. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Quick no, interview. so we've established... We've established Jared Nashley don't suck at being newlyweds. Kalen doesn't suck. So I guess I really am just shouldering the load of sucking for this entire podcast, basically. Yeah, listen, I, I hate to tell you this, but the one thing that's great about any relationship is you have to establish that one of you sucks and it's going to be like, it's me. I know it's me. So that's fine. You know, it's not my wife. My wife is awesome. It's me. I'm the problem. Yeah. Well, if Rob just Thomas like uh, is saying, if Rob Thomas is saying that, man, none of us have a chance, I feel like. That's what I tell Ashley all the time. I'm just a building with construction around it, really. I'm, I'm a working... Uh, I'm, I'm that road that we always drive past that is always getting work done and just never finished. Yeah, my wife, my wife is kind of not loving hearing I'm a work in progress anymore because she's like, I've been with you for 25 years. How long is that? <laughs> How long is that construction <laughs> happening? And I was like, oh, I forgot to tell you. It's forever. It's going to happen forever. Yeah. It's not going to stop. But that's good. I think... That, I think- not necessarily a bad thing. Wait, can you guys share how you guys know each other? Because you guys have met each other before this podcast, of course. Yeah. So Rob was I, Rob got dragged into Bachelor 
nation mm -hmm. uh, somehow. So I remember it was, oh, it was our, my second season of Paradise. And there's a show called After Paradise. Dean, I don't know if you ever got to do After Paradise or if it got canceled when your season aired, but it was like a recap show. So we flew out to LA and the producer came in and gave me a run of the show. And they're like, hey, listen, we put together this like 15 second montage and we're going to make a joke out of it of how you're leaving Paradise single, but you actually found love. And it's, it's going to be you just like talking about Rob Thomas. And I said, what the f did she just say to me? And she goes, yeah, it's going to be like, it's going to be super fun and kitschy. It's going to be great. And I'm like, like, guys, please don't do this to me. Because it's just, and then it aired and it was like me saying Rob's name over and over and over again. And I'm like, okay, whatever. <laughs> and then two days later, I'll never forget this moment. I was in a hotel room and I looked and I got tagged on an Ox Access Hollywood article. And it said, Rob Thomas responds to his Bachelor in Paradise uh, obsessed fan, Jared. And I'm like, you got it. And that's, that's, what, that's when I put out the restraining order. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. I was like, you got to be kidding me. But then Rob's such a good sport about it. To the point, dude, where when Ashley and I got engaged, you sent a video congratulating us. Chris Harrison pulls me to the side. It was like, hey, we have this video for you. And, it, and then he, he played it. It's you, Rob, congratulating Ashley and I. I'm like, what the hell is going on? It's funny, so man. You, you guys made me rethink what I thought my idea of this whole Bachelor thing was in the sense that, you know, you and Ashley are a thousand percent this real, very real couple. That I, you know, and when I saw you guys and I see you guys together and I saw you, like, I was just like, that's all I knew was you guys, I knew you because of this show, mm -hmm. but you guys were this very real connection. Like it was, it was, you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. it was, it was, it was sweet. And she's obviously just awesome. Yeah. You know? No, no construction around her. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, she's not like us. She's not <laughs> one of us. It, it, it just retrained my whole brain to think about, oh, you know, everybody's going through their own thing and they find it, they find it in their own way. Rob, yeah. did you ever, did you ever hear about the, like heard about it? Sure. But did you ever like watch it or anything like that? Or was this like your first experience? I don't mean to sound weird when I say it, but like, I, I don't like have any reality TV in my thing. Now that's not to say I don't watch trash TV. I watch a lot of trash. I mean, I yeah. watch a lot of really horrible things. You know what I mean? Like I watch too much TV to begin with. Um, I just never got into the anything reality. Like the closest thing was I, for a minute, I got into like during the pandemic, I got a little too into love it or list it. That's a great show. You know what I mean? And I'm just, I'm a little bit, I'm talking, I'm alone and I'm talking to the TV and I'm going like, are you going to buy it? Or are you going to sell it? Buy it, buy it. Oh, are you, are you, oh, like, Oh, actually, yeah, we're big HGTV people. Uh, we're big, uh, not love it, or, love it or list it, but also, oh my God, what the hell am I? House Hunters. House Hunters. Is a big who's, that, who's that? Power, who's the new power couple from uh, from uh, HGTV? Like the uh, oh oh Magnolia Network. Yes. What? <gasps> oh my God. I would marry both <laughs> of them. Chip and Joanna. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So, yeah. I want I want Chip to fix my house, and I want Joanna to fix me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know they're killing it. I like walk into Target, and they're just pictures are everywhere. Uh, so, Rob, this is, like, I, I do want to obviously talk about the brand new album, Where the Light Goes. I want to talk about your jawline. How do you keep that going, man? Look at you. Dude, he's got, uh, he's got actually, the best jawline. She chisels it every night. It's, it's extensive work, but it's well worth it. Um, and we'll get working on Dawson in no time. But, uh, dude, so, yeah, obviously the new album, Where the Light Goes, that you're on tour right now for with, with the hit single, uh, Wild Dogs Running in a Slow Dream. So, like, I got to ask you, because tour... I don't know how, I mean, I don't know. It's obviously incredible. You get this incredible job. You get to go on tour and sing all these songs that you've written and like have met so much to people. But how do you survive a tour? Because it is a grind. It, you know, it is, but to be fair, I think, you know, there's an entire, like we have 52, we have, we have nine buses, seven semis and 52 people that travel, not including all the local crew every time you get to somewhere. So it's a mountain of people that are there just to make sure that every night these two hours get off the ground and work, right? So all I have to do is be capable. All I have to do is show up and sing for those two hours and, and like whatever meet and greets, right? Uh, it's not, 
it's not that big of a deal when you think about the fact that I've, I'm like a baby. Everybody just takes care of me. I'm like the quarterback. Everybody just makes sure that I don't get sick. I don't go down. Like, you know what I mean? And I'm protected. Uh, and it's something that I've done for the last 30 years. So Damn. just like, you know, you guys know, like it's, it's a muscle that I've worked for so long that it's just, you know, the only thing was during the last, during the pandemic, there was that three year period where right before we finally pulled the trigger and went out, I almost felt like I was just a 51 year old guy that lived in Westchester. Right. Like I just had my cardigan and I was going Watch to Whole Foods. And to get yeah. And I was just like, for a second, the, the reality between like who I was and who I am like last night when I'm on stage, mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't think it was going to happen again. Like they, they didn't make sense to me because you do put up, you, I think you guys understand this. Like that when you work, you put on a persona to some degree, even, even if your persona is yourself, it's a, it's an ultra hyper version of yourself. Right. It's like me in ultra color. So like when I get on stage, I'm just, I'm a little bit taller than I actually am in real life. I'm a little bit cooler than I actually am in real life, but you know what I mean? And, and you, and you buy into it for those two hours. And then, uh, so I, I, I missed that for a minute and I thought that that wasn't going to happen. So hmm. I did realize that it was, it was a little more than just walking on stage. You know, it's a, there's a, there's a, a thing that kind of has to happen. I think for anybody that does anything in public, you, you have to feel a little bit, uh, you have to find something about yourself that you feel good about that you don't feel good about all the time mm-hmm. to be able to go out in public and, and, and feel comfortable with that. And you guys live in public, so you understand what I'm talking about. Yeah, I suppose. I've got a question for you. So um, all, all we have to do is go out and be ourselves. I was going to ask you, you're basically being yourself too, right? You're singing the songs that you um, you know put together and, and, and are performing now for a bunch of and... people. And then the meet and greets, all you're doing is being yourself. And so it must be, you know, it's a grind, but... All you're doing is being yourself, right? No, I think I'm I'm more myself when I'm writing a song, but performing a song in front of 15,000 people is a different version of myself. And, and it's not the person that I am like right now. You know, like the person that I am right now doesn't think that I'm cool enough to stand in front of 15,000 people. Like there's a, there's a weird thing I think about, about writing music is, and, and performing especially is that you have to like have no narcissism when you write a song, but then when you perform a song you and, and put out a record and do those things, you have to have at least a little bit because you have to think that what you just did is so important that other people need to hear it. Right? Like that's, that's crazy to think that I just did something and now I want to push it on people. I want people to have to hear this because I think it's, you know what I mean? Like, so there's a little bit, you have to have a little bit of narcissism and, but then you have to take it away. Like when you, you know, when people don't like it, <laughs> You know what I mean? I mean, like, because if, if you're if you're if you do well enough to be somebody's favorite band, then you're also doing well enough to be somebody's least favorite band, and that's something you have to deal with and learn to, to kind of like you know ingest. Hmm. Um, has there ever been a song that you wrote that either took off and you were like, "Wow, I I did not expect people to connect with this as much as I thought." And then conversely, was there ever a song that you wrote and you're like, this thing is going to crush and people just didn't connect with it as well? Oh, okay. The second one happens more. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. This guy <laughs> who's like Grammy Award winning, one of the greatest singer songwriters of all time. No. Yeah, nobody likes my songs. <laughs> Dude, I mean, 30, 30 years, you know, uh, five solo records, six matchmakers. Like, there's a lot of turds in there, man. I mean, you can't, you can't just, you know, because you write, because you write in the moment uh, things that you think are okay. Like we have songs that we still joke about to this day. Like Matchbox, we have like a, a song called "Like Sugar." I'm like, how did I write that song? It's 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 a horrible, horrible song. We'll never we'll never play it live. We'll never talk about it. Like it's just it's it's, it's, like, it's like we had an ugly child that we just don't talk about. Uh, but, it's really not a bad song, but go on. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I um, I think you know one of the okay. So like one of the things I remember when we put out our third record, more than you think you are disease was the first single. Mm-hmm. And we lived in this, in the world which is so different than today, but we were in the studio finishing the record, <clears throat> listening to the song on the radio. Like we, we had put it out to radio and like, we kind of put ourselves to task. So like we put it out, radio started playing it. We, Cause we were still had this momentum back then when, it, it wasn't this colander of information that's happening now. It was like a siphon. Like you, you know, like you, 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 you could take a song, 
bring it to a radio station and they could be the first radio station to play it. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was in, that, in that kind of a time. It didn't do as what we thought it was going to do. But you take that plus longevity mm-hmm. and then like 20 something years later, we play disease and it comes off like a hit, right? Just because we have a group of initiated fans that have been with us and playing along with the home game for a long time. And so like every time now they come and they, and we all remember it like, Oh, that was a giant hit. But in truth, at the time, the label was just like, Ooh, you know, biting their nails. Like this is a problem. Like, uh, I think so crazy. There's something to be said about longevity. Like if if you stick around, if you just keep nailing it long enough, right. That has its own kind of reward, I think. So, uh, I also, we're dating podcast, obviously, so we have to talk Let's about, talk about relationships. I, th- I thought we were going to talk about relationships here. Well, of course, but you know me. I have to talk about music for a little while. Let's talk about Dean. Let's just talk about Dean. Dean, what's up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, these oh, two, that's what I <laughs> These two are getting married very soon, September. They're, uh, that's the whole newlywed spin on this thing. So Dean is currently, his thing is that he wants to climb, he's from Denver, and he wants to climb 50 mountains before the wedding. I dude, I forgot. I'm sorry. Go, you just I'm say not it. from Denver, from Basalt. There's 58 mountains over 14,000 feet, and I want to climb all of them before my wedding. At like a real rite of passage. First of all, I, I think it's awesome. Like, and Kaylin, I think uh, when you when you marry someone, you marry all of them, right? Yeah. yeah. Like my wife married my wife married me, but she also married the road. You know, she married that I was. She married my absence to some degree. You know, she married, like when, when she, knew, she knew that there was certain things that like I give everything when I'm here, but then if I'm not here, everything goes to her, right? Mm-hmm. We had like we had that that rule that the, the second that we got that we met, my thing was this is this is my baggage, and I give this to my baggage, and then I promise you everything else is you. I give everything else to you, but I but this is what this came with me. Right. So like, I appreciate that. And I appreciate you, Kalen, like, like that you appreciate that, you know, because if you took that part away from him, he wouldn't be the guy that you want to marry. Right. True. How do you feel about that, Kalen? Let's hear, let's hear your thoughts on that. (laughs) No, I mean, I mean, I'm thinking about Rob's wife. She probably has to be pretty independent because I feel like we spend a lot of time together, but also a lot of time apart. And I think it's healthy for our relationship. I don't know if it's I mean, you guys have been married for 20 years, so it sounds like you've got a healthy thing going. Everybody, hold on. I think, I think oh, no. Rob froze, but I can still hear him. Yeah, we can still hear buddy. Yeah, hold on, guys. I, I'm sorry. You guys froze up on me, and I I really, if you don't mind, Kaylin, could you could you repeat yeah. that for me just because I, I wanted to hear what you had to say about it because I missed it. Yeah, I was just saying your your wife probably has to be pretty independent to to live this life because I feel like we have something a little similar where we do spend a lot of time apart, but also a lot of time together. And it's, it's a healthy thing. Like at least for us, I, I feel like you can find a good balance in it. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I think it's, it's, it's one of those like cliches, but it's not about quantity, right? It's about the quality of the time. Like mm-hmm. when, when my wife and I are together, we're together. I mean, we like, to be fair, we also, you know, we've, I think one time in 25 years, we've spent more than two weeks apart. Uh, otherwise we have a two week rule, which seems to be a mm-hmm. kind of a standard across the board of people that I know is like right. two, two weeks is when you, when, like when the, when the rivets start to fall out and it starts to shake and it starts to want to break. Right. Like just because you, you need to, you need a little bit of FaceTime, but we can, but we can do two weeks and then a couple days and then two weeks if we had to, you know, like, like when I'm, you know, uh, but I do think, you know, again, you need to put the relationship doesn't work if you don't put a hell of amount of effort into it. But if you forget to put the individual effort, then the the ingredients that made each other really want to be together, that doesn't exist anymore either. And so, you know, it's it's a balance. And the thing about it, I'll tell you from the other from the the, from this side of it from twenty five years in is that that balance doesn't change because you you grow and evolve. You become you you're still you're never not becoming right. So like. When you guys are going to be in your 50s and your 60s, you're still going to be becoming. You're going to be becoming whatever it is you were supposed to become at, at that point in your life. And now you're just doing it together. So, you you know, you're still working that balance of allowing each other to become who you're supposed to be while you're trying to figure out who you are as a unit. You know, I and love the, this guy. Makes a lot of sense. The unit is the best thing. Like, 
I can't imagine right now me being 51 years old and having a world that Marty's not in it. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's so weird, like, to think about because it's such a part of who I am. But at the same time, like, I left, I went home the other day for two days, dropped because she was on the road with me for like, for like a month. And we, you know, we had two days off. So I took Monty home, got, got her and Ollie kind of settled in. We had to take Ollie to the vet. And we, you know, it was just, I went, I went straight from like rock star to like daddy husband life, you know? And, uh, but then Monty, like her thing was just like, you know what? I want, I want you to go out. Like, I want you to go now and have a couple weeks of just doing you on the road without this. Like, I want you to just go do that. You know, Rob, I, got a, I got a question for you. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully this gets through with my connection. So there's this great John Mulaney bit where he's talking about Mick Jagger and about how these no! mega s- stars. No! Yes, you've seen it. Okay, great. So um, for the listeners, he's basically saying how Mick ja- people like Mick Jagger go through their life never hearing the word no because they're such mega stars. How do you, how is that for you? Because like, you you know, you've been married for 25 years, but you're this huge star that uh, I, no. I, I don't know exactly, but like you probably don't hear the word no very often, right? That's not true at all. I, I, um, I have, a, I have a, I, we have a joke in our household. There's the one in the 2%. So like, I got into a big fight with my label one time and I was like, they want, they didn't want to do something. They didn't want to pay for something. And I was like, listen, there are probably 2% of the people in the world that have ever been where I've been over the last 20 something years. You know, like I went off in this rant about the 2% and my, my buddy at the time who since passed, he said, uh, why, why 2%? Why didn't you just go for the one? Like, and I said, <laughs> and I said, well, because the 1% is like Mick Jagger. <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> you know, like these, these, these are the 1% of people like, cause, cause they live a life that I can't imagine. You know, like I spent like three days with Mick Jagger. I, I thought I was famous. And then I was like, Oh no, I, I have no idea. Like, I, like, you think you're famous because you can call into a really hot club and get, you know, and get let into the club. You're famous when you just show up to the club and they go, Oh my God, it's your club now, Mr. Jagger. Like that's yeah. So like, I like I, I, I live in a world where I where it turns on and it turns off. Like I live in a world where I'm the kind of famous where I walk down my grocery store aisle, which Mick Jagger doesn't do, and I walk down my grocery <laughs> store aisle, and like my my songs playing on the like on the speaker, and like one of my neighbors goes by me and goes ah ah, <laughs> like, you know? like I'm. I'm not, I am a successful musician, but I'm not, I'm not a celebrity or a famous, I don't feel, I, I hate the word famous. I've been working on that with my therapist, like trying to describe like something when, in a situation and I, but not using the word famous. I was like, you know, like I was talking like, like my relationship with my father and I'm like, you know, before I was, and she goes, say famous. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. Before I did that thing and you know, uh, just, Starts with an F, rhymes with Amos. Um, you know, <laughs> so, Rob, I know you got to get going. You're super busy. I do wanted to say that you gave uh, me and Ashley one of the best, the best piece of uh, relationship advice that you probably would never remember, but it was one of the first times that we ever talked. And um, you said, I think you probably saw like just the, you know, it was probably like we talked about earlier. You knew that we were part of this bachelor world. It's like, all right, is this a real relationship? And I'm sure you saw us and like kind of the dynamic that Ashley and I have. And I remember you said like, uh, don't ever forget whoever you marry is going to be the person that you have a conversation with every day for the rest of your life. So just make sure that you like them and that this person is your friend. And uh, I've always thought about that ever since because Ashley is someone that I have a conversation with every single day of my life and it never gets old. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I mean, my my wife is my best friend, bar none. Like, you know, it goes my wife, and then Paul, you know, from Matchbox. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and 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 everything else is 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 such a far second that you know I could I could finish the race and have a cup of coffee before they even showed up past the finish line. Like, like we, her and I are, you know, she's my ride or die forever and and that and that's 25 years man that's there's a lot of water under a lot of bridges there's a lot of things you know that will happen there's a lot of things that are going to come and go there's going to be a lot of fights there's going to be some fights that you're going to have they're going to be longer than some of your friends relationships 
but but you know, but you weather through them, and then you're you're stronger on the other side of all of them. So, I uh, I, I can't say more to be an advocate of of marriage and long term. Like I just think it's 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 so made me who I am. Uh, and I think I think listen, I think you guys are doing it really right, Dean. I think you know the the fact that that you know you're you're calling us from your van right now, and you have these goals that you wanted to set out, and the fact that Kalen's okay with those goals and wants to help you achieve those goals. That's step one, honestly, you know, because it, it could be like, you know, you could go in this world, this weird nation where like Kalen's like, oh no, not now. You're with me. We're going to do this. We're going to Right. And then to some degree, some people would look at it and be like, oh yeah, that's, that's, you know what? You did that. You, you tamed that down and you did that for her. But long-term relationship, 30 year relationship, it's like, yeah, no, let's, let's, let's let Dean do that because he needs to do that. And that's really what Kalen, Kalen likes about Dean is that he's a guy that wants to be in a van right now, you know, climbing mountains. Which, first off, I can't understand at all. I am, <laughs> I, I am going out today for the first time in my entire life. When I get off these interviews, I'm doing uh, like two hours of interviews. I'm in, I'm, I have a day off in Texas and I'm going to go to a driving range for the first time in my entire life. No. Oh, wow. Be careful. You might fall in love with the sport. I'm telling you, it gets all of us. I, 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 I love any opportunity to suck at something. <laughs> hey, suck at being an newlywed. I guess yeah, you're welcome not a newlywed, to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I appreciate that. I feel like I say, Caitlin and I both kind of say the same thing about that too. You know, we want to give each other space to be themselves. So that way when we come back together, we can feel like the fullest version of ourselves. Um, I feel like we've kind of set that precedent pretty early on and we've done a pretty good job of keeping up with it. The only thing I was worried about this specific mission that I'm on right now is it's like right before the wedding and Kaylin, I'm I'm so blessed to be with you, obviously, because um, you know, with everything that's kind of looming in a couple months, it's it's a big ask of me to take off for a little bit. But I appreciate it. Um, I, 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 just a little word of advice: don't use words like looming. Looming is not a good word. Yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. <laughs> my my bad. <laughs> Uh, it, looming doesn't have like a negative connotation on it just for the word looming but i see yeah, what you're I, saying and i re- i retract my statement it's not looming it's um uh, i'm waiting with anticipation for it <laughs> yeah looming's definitely negative bro uh rob thank you so much for joining us uh you're the man everyone obviously is already going to listen to your album go see them on tour right now matchbox 20 rob i'll see you in a couple months uh when you come to the east coast okay, wait, i'm gonna say, i'm gonna see you in, uh, in mass Mass, yeah. We're going to go to the Mansfield show. Right. Yeah, I can't wait, man. All right, cool. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day, man. Really appreciate it. Rob, you're the man. Dude, love you guys. Be well. Bye, buddy. Thank you. Team, be careful. Thank you so much for being here. Take care. Great to meet you. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you 
took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, I I've never really listened to Rob Thomas's music before, but I I yes, think I just have. fell in love. I think I just fell in love with that man. He's so cool. I feel like he understands you, and he I could listen to him talk for forever. He he's, dude, he was so, he has so much knowledge. Yeah, yeah, and knowledgeable. Oh, I am gosh. so glad that he because I've said this for so long. Like one of the reasons why I'm such a, a fan of like whoever I'm a fan of, whether it be fucking Brady or you know, whatever, Rob Thomas, it's because, uh, like, not only do I listen to their music, but I kind of, like, just listen to interviews or, I, you know, when I see them live, I hear them talk and on their perspective on life and advice they give. And over the years, I'm like, this guy's got so, he's so well-spoken and he so, has so much um, interesting perspectives on relationships and jobs and just life in general that I was so happy when he was talking. I could tell that you two were so uh, engaged uh, and it made me really happy because I was like, they see what I see, which makes me happy. Right. It's such a change from how we act when you're talking. Obviously. Oh which my is God. like on your phone and like, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It's quite all right. Uh, no, I'm so just kidding. Awesome. I, I, I agree. I've never judged you for your Rob Thomas obsession. I've always admired you for, like I've said, for, um, being able to like things so much. I wish I could do these things. I see it now. I totally get it. I am obsessed. I love Rob Thomas. And you know what? You're going to listen to his music differently now. And it's going to have, it's, it's going to have like a different effect on you, especially knowing that he, like the cool part about his music is that he writes and he sings every song. So like every song that he has written is meaningful to him. Like it tells a story like 3am. One of his biggest hits is a story about how, how he coped through the time of when his mom actually became an alcoholic. And um, that's what like the genesis of that song was. And then like, you know, there's just all these different songs that I go on and on about, about like stories that involve his life or his perspective on things. And so like now when you listen to his songs, it's, I feel like you'll hit differently now that you've been able to meet him in person or over Zoom. I agree. I'll, I'll re-binge some of his music, but I've got a question. So I was a little, I, I, I misunderstood your guys's like relationship. I know all the, obviously everything that happened with Paradise. I remember that video. And I remember seeing your reaction. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, have you guys ever met and hung out in person? Yes. So then um, I was at, so then there was an, after the Bachelor thing, uh, and I met him beforehand just as a fan. I, I went to a meet and greet once, but um, after Bachelor happened and the video, and then he became aware of my 
mine and Ashley's existence, there was an iHeart uh, concert where he was releasing a new album. It's just 2019, I guess, 2018. And um, it was a small venue. It was like 200 people in this auditorium. And because it was iHeart, they had Ashley and I in the front row. And when I tell you this thing was like an auditorium, we were like two feet from the stage and there was only 200 people in this room. Like, oh, this is weird. Like, he's definitely going to see us sitting here and know exactly who we are. Be like, oh, these are the friggin' people from Bachelor that I sent a congratulations (laughs) engagement video to. So it was cool. So then he saw us. He goes, hey, what's up, man? And like, oh, good to see you, blah, 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 blah. And then he invited us backstage after the show, which is really nice. And we talked for like 20 minutes. And I think... um, that's when we started bonding because then you know i'd like to think that ashley and i are pretty down to earth so we were just hanging out and talking and had a beer with him which was a lot of fun and then we exchanged phone numbers and then i saw him uh we went to a concert in massachusetts later that year and he invited us backstage before the show and we just got to hang out for a while it was actually really funny because i guess it was 2019 because brady was still on the patriots julian edelman is a big matchbox 20 fan he's actually posted about matchbox 20 on his Instagram. And so I was talking to Rob before the show. And then uh, he goes, oh, yeah, like, uh, I think Julian uh, Edelman and Tom Brady were supposed to come. They were supposed to, like, be here. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, bro, if I walked into a room and I saw Rob Thomas and Tom Brady standing <laughs> Tom there, Brady, yeah. I, would be like, I would shoot myself because life would never get any better than that moment for me. Uh, so that That's was like, funny. a funny story, yeah. The only time I've ever met my favorite musician, his name is Slug. He's from Atmosphere. I was um, 19 years old and I was, oh, okay. I was 21 years old, actually. I was very drunk, (laughs) very, very drunk. Uh, And it was at a small venue in Aspen and I went up to him and I was like, I'm sure I just embarrassed the crap out of myself. Um, And he like basically shrugged me off. And it was one of the worst experiences of my life because I, I grew up idolizing this guy similar to you and Rob. But my experience, me having met him, was not nearly as you know positive uh, as yours was meeting Rob, and I, it was mostly me. Like it was obviously my fault, but like it still was a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, it sucks, man. That's why they always say don't meet your heroes. But I've been so lucky to have such good interactions with the people that I've looked up to and been a fan of for so long that uh, I'm always like, I don't know. I think you should meet him. But then there's other stories like yourself where you're like, ah, I don't know if I don't know if I should have, you know, kind of ruined the experience for yeah. me. Yeah. I bet sobriety plays into it too. You're probably mostly sober for your encounters. Me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a nervous drinker. Like a lot of people, Ashley's like this too. She gets nervous before a big moment. She'd be like, I need a, I need a glass of wine or I need like a shot or something. And I'm like, that's the last thing I want because that doesn't take the edge off for me. It just makes me subconsciously or excuse me, consciously now think that I'm going to start slurring my words you know or not Mm. speaking as elegantly as i want to so Mm -hmm. uh yeah i've never really turned to that i've been very lucky knock on wood but i know other people are you know it's much more of an issue not with dean obviously this is way different caitlin who would you love to meet singer wise uh singer wise is she i guess she sings a little bit she's a singer dude we gotta get hillary duff on this podcast it'll never happen i know we've talked about it but Maybe one day I can meet her at we least. Just got, we just got Rob freaking Thomas on this podcast. Yeah. You're telling me we can't get Hillary Tough. <laughs> we can get, I feel like Hillary is on the same level as Rob. I would say she's even a little step below. Not No be. discredit to Hillary Duff. Love her. But Rob Thomas, I mean, come on. What a dreamboat. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like setting my expectations low, you know? There's yeah. got, I mean, especially because she's on How I Met Your Father, right? Yeah, I feel like if iHeart could just bring her in, then then there's a way that we can meet. Yeah, especially if she's looking for... We're going to make this happen. We're putting it out in the universe right now, especially if they have a new season of How I Met Your Father. Like, come on, she's got to do it. But it would have to be in person. I don't want to do a Zoom. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's true. If I Zoomed Hillary Duff, I'd be like... We got to get Hillary Duff. We got to get John Craigie. And then maybe we can get Slug on here at some point, too. Slug. Also, beggars can't be choosers. So if Hillary Duff can't get his... Get do a zoom. We're doing the zoom. Yeah, that's true. Right. That's true. That's a good point, um, Jared. I have a question for you. Do you. Have you been doing something different with your teeth? They are looking phenomenal. Wait, seriously? Yeah. Well, that's very sweet. I'm, I'm always subconscious about my teeth because I feel like they're white. But I mean, dude, you got like you guys just have such pearly whites. 
It's crazy. Like, look at your, I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to blow your head up here, but like between you and Kaylin, it's like every day I come to this podcast, I'm like, oh, you know what it is? I think, I think it's every time I shave, I feel like my teeth look a little bit wider. Why Mm -hmm. that is, I have no idea. Well, whatever you're doing, it's working. And my teeth are my biggest insecurity as well. Which blows my mind. Yeah, I was polished Uh up for the podcast. Rob was on here, you know, I got to make sure I look good. Yeah, I've, I've been staring at it in the entire episode. So congrats to you. Keep doing whatever you're doing. Well, quick update before uh, we go. Uh, so you are obviously in Colorado, right? Yes, sir. So how many mountains do you have? Well, I climbed two this morning. So mm-hmm. not a big deal. Uh, climbed two this morning. I've got, <laughs> I've got 48 more to go. <laughs> 48 more to go? 48 more to go. But this podcast doesn't air until July 9th. So by that point, I should have done... By July 9th, when this podcast airs, I should have 30, 38 more to go. So I'm I'm chipping away. All right. Yeah, that's, that's not, bad. not a lot. Wait, you have 41 now and you'll have 38 by July 9th? I have 48 to go now. I've done 10. Oh, okay. And I plan on doing t- at least 10 more before I go back to Las Vegas, July 10th. And you just did one this morning at 4 a.m.? I did two this morning, actually. Thank you very much. Two. And you fell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was skiing down, and I was like skiing pretty good. And the snow's really slushy right now. And I was like, ooh, I am freaking on fire right now. And so I tried to do something I normally wouldn't do, and I took a big old spill. And I was wearing shorts because it's springtime, and the snow gets like really like, like uh, corny, as they call it. And just like thrashes your skin, so it like wasn't a bad fall at all. But my 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 leg dragged on the on the corn snow, and it just kind of thrashed my leg a little bit. But you wore shorts while skiing. Well, because I was like hiking in shorts because I overheat really easily, and then I'm not gonna like bring pants to ski down in. And it's like not it was, it was like 50 degrees. It wasn't cold, but but I'm fine. Thank you guys so much for worrying about me. I really <laughs> appreciate it. It was more of like a hey check, like you know I fell and I wasn't hurt at all, and then I looked at my leg. I was like, oh, I'm bleeding. That's awesome. <laughs> I love bleeding. Like if you can get hurt and not feel hurt, but like looks like it hurts a little bit, there's nothing better in the world than that, in my opinion. What? Yeah. I love bleeding. Interesting. No, no, no. Well, Don't take me out of context. I'm saying when it <laughs> when something looks like it hurts to other people, but it doesn't hurt to you, like you don't feel the pain because it's whatever, like a surface wound or something. But other people no, are like, oh my gosh, are you okay? And you're like totally fine. You're like, yeah, I'm fine. What, are, what do you mean? I ain't no wuss. Interesting. Yeah, uh, this is not as cool because I'm about to reference co-ed softball. But whenever I play softball <laughs> and I like slide and I get like a little elbow scratch or yeah. like my knees No, the exact same thing. And they're like, oh, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, oh, yeah. Obviously, I have the highest pain tolerance of anyone here. Yeah. You're like, whatever, I'll do anything for the team. And they're like, whoa, that Jared guy. God, he, I need him on my team every year. Dude, it's funny. Anytime I get into an argument, which doesn't happen often, but sometimes like I get a little angry and then I'll just yell something. And I'm like, I, I could definitely tell the other teams like, I think that bachelor kid just yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, softball, man. No holding back. Yeah, apparently. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected, and another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs. First was Pappy and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much with Pappy. He just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him 
And we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was, Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we, we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And, and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if you, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Caitlin, what do you got for us? We just we just told you guys our yeah. stories or your stories. Well, you I wanted to talk about Alex Earl and Sophia Culpo that I'm sure you guys have no idea what's going on between them. Uh, I know something's going on with Braxton Barrios. Braxton, yeah. So Braxton dated Sophia Culpo, Olivia Culpo's sister, for two years. They broke up and now Braxton is dating Alex Earl, who's like the biggest girl on TikTok, like the it girl right now. And there's like... Room, all these rumors, maybe there was overlap. Who knows if there was? And now Sophia Culpo is making TikToks and she's like, let me know when the love bombing stops. What does love bombing mean? Um, love bombing is kind of like a narcissistic, it's like tied with narcissism, I guess. But love bombing is just like, just lots of love. And then. Oh, so she's saying, let me know when the love bombing between Barrios and this new girl is over. Yeah. It. And it's just like a lot of drama. Um, and it's like being fueled by Sophia doing TikToks, like people already know this relationship was super um, public. Love bombing is an attempt to influence a person by demonstrations of attention and affection. Hmm. Um, But yeah, I think in Sophia's case, like this has to suck so much. You're dating this guy for two years. You break up, let's say a month later, a couple weeks later, he starts dating like the biggest girl. It sucks. But I feel like the way to win in this situation is just to like stay silent, you know? And then she came out recently and was like, he cheated on me. Braxton came out, I think like yesterday or two days ago. He's like, I never cheated. So it's just like, there's a way to win in this situation. And I don't think Sophia's doing it right. But also like, if that were me, I would feel like absolute crap. Like that sucks. I don't understand the appeal of uh, Braxton Barrios. He's like a fourth string wide receiver. On he's some team that I've probably- Well, he's handsome. Is he good looking? Yeah. Is he yeah, okay? Yeah. Gotcha. Is he still in the NFL? Yeah, I'm sure so. he was on the Jets last year. Uh, so the reason I know about this is because um, so the social media coordinator for Audrey's uh, follows Braxton Barrios uh, on the Audrey's account. So I was on the Audrey's account going through Instagram stories and then Barrios has popped up 
and he was and then he started the video saying something about like i didn't want to say something but now i'm going to say something yeah and i was like oh well now i have no idea what he's referencing but i have to watch this video now just to see what the hell he's about to say and then he talked about like a relationship and then i was like i think he dated sophia Coppola or is dating and so then i i looked it up and i was like oh okay now i'm in the know because the cool thing is uh sophia Coppola comes into audrey's every once in a while oh, oh wow really yeah, because the couples are from Rhode Island. So she's been there a couple of times. Um, she's very nice. Um, and uh, uh, but this I mean, I haven't seen her since like last fall, I think. Well, don't you guys know Olivia? Uh, yeah. So we've met Olivia a few times. Um, again, Rhode Island connection. She one of my really good buddies, Jimmy. I don't know if you remember Jimmy from the bachelor party, the bachelor. Oh, of course. And so um, his wife, Tori. Yeah, he's great. So his wife, Tori, grew up with Olivia. So they're really close. Mm. Um, oh, nice. And, but yeah, so I do. You, all right, Cam, let me ask you this. Do you think that Brack is it? It's Braxton. Do, Braxton. You, th- do you think that Braxton started dating this girl too soon? Is that the issue? Or do you think Sophia maybe should just stay more quiet like you were referencing earlier? I think like it's it's so hard because you don't know what has gone on behind closed doors. You don't know if this was like conversations happening for months of like about to break up. You don't know when they broke up. We don't even know if like cheating was involved. But I I think regardless, like the best thing to do in this situation, Alex Earl has like 6 million followers. Everyone follows her. Everyone watches her videos. Like you're not really going to win in this situation, which sucks. But like the best thing to do is just stay silent and be the bigger person. And I was, Hannah Burner posted a video on her Instagram about this. So I listened to their podcast and um, Paige on, on their podcast was saying, we've, you know, we've both been that girl. We've been the girl that got dumped and then he jumps into a relationship right after, or mm. we've been to the girl that like jumps into the relationship with a guy who just ended things. So it's like, we can't really hate either person here, you know? Mm, yeah. It's easy when you're on one side to hate the other side, but like you said, yeah. you're sometimes on either side. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily exclude you. And it sucks. I th- I would just like advise Sophia like stay off of social media. You're gonna see things that you don't want to see. It sucks. Like this is such a bad situation to be in because Alex is so popular right now. But you know, good riddance to him if he sucked. And it's tough because I always relate this back to our bachelor experience, where I'm sure there's a lot of exes out there who would does not want to watch anything that we're involved in in terms of your relationship, my relationship with Ashley. So it's, it's kind of like, I'm sorry, Sophia, you know, it's just like, if he's, that's the person he's dating and that's what she does for a job. Like that's kind of just the way life goes. Uh, And of course, like if he cheated, yeah. But so Sophia came out and said that he cheated. Um, I was watching videos on TikTok yesterday and yes, she, she came on and was like, he was at a bar or something and there, a, a photo came out of him with another girl and then her sister called her the next day that he was with some other girl. So I guess that's where it started. But then Braxton, I also heard said that didn't happen. So if he cheated, that's, that sucks and that's awful. And just another reason to like, you know, be happy that it ended when it mm. did. Right. Good point. Good point. Out with the old. Drop the dead weight. Get yeah. the hell out of here, Braxton. Get I don't rid know. of the anchor. I'm sorry. I woke up at 4 a.m. today, so I'm a little sleepy. Um, but that's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see how it unfolds. And what stinks a little bit about recording these episodes so early, I like it. Don't get me wrong. I love seeing you guys as often as I can. By July 9th, when this airs, there could be incredible developments in the story that we are going to like. sound like we have no idea what we're talking about. That's true. We're going to have to recap it. And then what we're going to have to do, because they're all East Coasters, is we're going to have to have a live reunion uh, filmed at Audrey's uh, between Sophia, Alex, and Braxton. All sitting down together. We'll get Andy Cohen to come in, host it. I'll have the fireplace on. We'll all have espresso martinis and really just get to the bottom of all this drama. Yeah. Sounds like a big win for you, but not so much a big win for the podcast. It's a loss for everybody else, but a big win for Audrey's. Also, like... Alex Earl's huge thing, like the reason people love her so much is like, yes, she's relatable and she like shows her lifestyle in a very authentic way, but also she's like known to be such a girl's girl. So it's got to suck for her when like her brand is being this girl's girl. And now, you know, 
Sophia's not really coming after her. She's more coming after Braxton, but it's still, it sucks. It sucks because now she's mm. being accused of being the other girl, which is like the complete opposite yeah. of what a girl's which, girl is supposed to do. Yeah, I don't think um, Alex was the one that he cheated with. If he cheated, I don't know. There's a lot of like weird things going on in this story, but it's interesting. It's all over TikTok. It's interesting. Vanderpump's over, so you got to find your next obsession. I know, exactly. seriously. I'm like, what else am I supposed to like be invested in drama-wise, you know? <laughs> oh, I didn't expect you to respond that way. I thought you were going to tell me to kick rocks. Well, Vanderpump <laughs> consumed my life for so long, and now it's over. Yeah. Any update on that, like in terms of uh, they're doing a next season or something? Uh, they'll definitely do a, ne- a next season. It's just who is going to do it. And also, I just wanted to say, I know Vanderpump's been over, but I didn't have a chance to bring this up post reunion, I listened to a lot of podcasts and I gave Tom Schwartz a hard time. And I don't think he's a bad guy. I take everything I said back. I think he did a lot of bad things. I don't think he treated his wife well, but I think he's a good guy going through a lot of stuff. Okay. So can we, can we just, (laughs) I know we want to, we want to wrap this podcast, but I just got excited for a second. Jared, I'm sure you don't remember this listeners. Maybe you, you remember this. When we were talking about this, we were talking about Kaylin and I being at a party together and I was like drunk and trying to like stir the pot. But I was talking about how I liked Schwartz and how I thought no, he right. was like a no, decent right. That's one guy. thing you said, but you said something worse. So that's well, one because, thing. Yeah, we're referencing this this conversation again that you guys didn't even want to bring up at the time. And said you said that Dean right. said something we, so bad we couldn't talk about it on the podcast. And it it was me saying I think Tom Schwartz is like a hot, decent guy. And Kaylin was like, No, you can't no, say it that wasn't. because I can of say all the it heat now. That he no, 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 no. It's fine. Maybe oh, you want to say okay. going. <laughs> Wait, now I go. If, do, I mean, do you think it's that bad where we really can't say this thing? No. I, for the listeners out there, I have no idea what the hell they're talking about. Was it me saying how the girl came across in such a negative light? Yeah, kind of. You just he just mm. thought that Ariana kind of sucked too, is what he said. And at oh, the time, so it's big suck. And at the time, everyone was like really rallying behind Ariana as they should, and people still are. But people's eyes have been open to like post reunion. They were so brutal to Raquel. And yes, Raquel deserves mm. scrutiny and re- deserves to like own up to what she did. But just to like call her the C word and just like say the horrific things that they said to her, um, I feel like now you can say like what you were thinking, I guess. I don't know. I just know the Bravo people are, are very passionate and very mean. So I'm trying to tread lightly. Oh, I think Raquel. Uh, like you said, deserving of all, of a lot of criticism, but she composed herself really well in the reunion. Ariana p- composed herself really poorly in the reunion. And like you said, similar to this Sophia Culpo, uh, Alex Earl thing, like, yeah, it's different, I guess, because of the situation. But the way that Ariana was coming after Raquel really just, it just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. She was just being, being yeah. really mean. To say, I wish the worst thing that could ever happen to a human happened to you is just crazy. Too much. That's that's too much. It's too much. And you know, she's getting, she knows she's getting gassed up by everyone. So she's like bringing, going further and further and further with it. So I don't think she's, you know, she's kind of getting lost in the, in the sauce a little bit with all that. But um, I just, I couldn't stand her. And, you know, I know she's the victim in the situation. And I know this is kind of old news at this point. So why are we still talking about (laughs) it? But I know she was the victim in the situation. So of course you have to extend a lot of empathy to her for that. But I like, I, cause all I can ever do in that situation is like try to put myself in that situation. Like if you did something like that and I was in Ariana's shoes, I couldn't in a million years imagine saying half of the stuff that she said. Like I just, I, and so because I can't relate to saying what she said, then I just don't connect with that at all. And I just kind of, you know, lose respect for that, I guess. So that's kind of, that's where I'm coming from, I guess, with that situation. So, and how this all started, Tom Schwartz is, is a good, guy we think and someone i think you'd be friends with that's how we started you keep saying that yeah. i don't know if that's true or not i'm a pretty tough guy to get along with but um <laughs> but jared i like you a lot kaylin i love you a lot rob thomas i freaking love you a lot too uh thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of help we suck at being newlyweds is there anything else we want to touch on before we say goodbye i'll do it oh i hope you guys had a great fourth of july yeah Oh, yeah. Happy belated fourth, everyone. Happy belated fourth. I can't wait to see. Oh, it's like we're it's like we're it's like we're time travelers. If you think about it, we're kind of traveling through time, space time continuum. It's it's pre July 4th, but now it's actually post July 4th. Like what's going on? I know. Maybe we'll enter a multiverse and, and meet variants of ourselves. Oh, man. So 
What a time to be alive. Anyways, I love you guys. Um, I'm going to say goodbye right now. Goodbye. Hopefully we suck a little bit less. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at help. We suck at being newlyweds. And email us at newlyweds at iheartradio.com. Make sure to write us a review and leave us five stars. We'll see you next time. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.